Yay, we are live. Hi. Hi, everybody. So, as people join in, let's get this out of the way for those who are either joining in just now or who will play this back. Don't forget to like and subscribe and turn on your notification buttons so that you can always see all of our latest and greatest stuff. Check out our website, check out our socials, Instagram, Facebook, but mostly Instagram. Yeah, that's where we're most active, unfortunately. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, don't forget our individual shops. Uh, Jason's got his shop with his ridiculously beautiful candles that nobody wants to, everybody wants to buy them but nobody wants to burn them because they're too pretty um <laughs> <laughs> and all right. kinds of great stuff his books yeah. are gorgeous too i i don't know all his stuff is pretty so did i did i freeze what? like someone froze i think i froze i don't know yeah did i think freeze? you're i think you're a little laggy oh but this internet may retrograde shadows <laughs> we'll work through it um also um what was i gonna say so real quick next week uh, i i think our schedule got a little off because our calendar says that we're supposed to go live next week we will not be live next week because next week is my birthday and no i'm not gonna be here so um yeah so we're here today i think we've been here every sunday for a few weeks in a row now because no I... no we haven't we recorded no? we co recorded okay. last sunday we weren't live okay well we did something so, anyways yes. <laughs> um our calendar said we were supposed to go live next sunday but um we will be here the following sunday so that i can have a little fun um, you know that we're just know that we're back on our every other sunday live yeah schedule so today um we will be talking about uh what did you guys give the title you guys had a good one i don't want to butcher it the evolution of occult in mainstream thought yes the evolution so, of occult concepts in mainstream yes 
So this, this topic was a suggestion by somebody who was in our live when we were talking about uh, mental health uh, versus like, what's the word I used? It, it, it was when we were discussing mental health and occult like gifts or whatever you want to call them, uh, differentiating between the two, so on and so forth. And just other ways mental health plays into uh, this lifestyle. So somebody had commented and um, we kind of responded, but I think I had misunderstood them when they yeah. commented. We totally so they butchered us. what they were trying to. Yeah, <laughs> totally butchered it. So um, now we're just going to do a whole episode on it because um, it can, it, it can expand quite a bit. Yeah. Um, I'm pretty sure they, they requested Pan to be here, but we didn't have uh, her scheduled and she's very busy. We're very busy. So unfortunately it didn't play out, but she's Pan. We will definitely have her back. We love her. Uh, hopefully she loves us. And yeah, so, so sorry about that, but yeah, we're yeah. still going to cover it as much as we can. And um, who wants and, to And elaborate on it because there's, you know, the, the original comment was in regards to how alchemy, like alchemy progressed eventually to chemistry, you know, how divination then has ultimately progressed to aspects of psychology, but, uh, but there's, you know, some things that we can expand uh, in addition to that. Yeah. yeah. So who wants to start? Somebody else, I've been talking too much already. <laughs> Dude, we've been live for like five <laughs> minutes. There is no such thing as too much. Uh, wow. <laughs> well, I mean, we could also we could start with the alchemy aspect because you know everybody uses herbs, tinctures, and all that other shit. Tinctures, sweetie. Tinctures. <laughs> tinctures. Whatever. Tinctures. She's like, I'm- stop correcting me when we're live, Bella. Jesus. <laughs> she said tinctures. Tinctures. She said tinctures. <laughs> oils and (laughs) potions and shit is that better i i think just in general you know it's um as as many of you know science the uh scientific concepts many of them originated from occult type thoughts mystical thoughts there's many there's there's things that we take for granted today uh, uh, scientific concepts that many years ago were considered magic, were considered witchcraft or, or, or sorcery or whatnot, simply because there was no full understanding of it. So the, um, the link between occultism and occult, and occult concepts and linked to the uh, our scientific progresses progressions is I think you know more obvious than I think a lot of people realize and and makes so much sense. Um, now, having said that, there's still a number of things that to this day are still considered more occult concepts as opposed to legitimate concepts um, and are sometimes labeled as pseudoscience, not quite science. And, and really that's because of just the inability, the, the, the lack of the ability to be able to uh, concretely take it through the scientific process a, and prove it. So I think things like alchemy, 
progressing to chemistry, I think that was a natural progression. That's a natural progression that ultimately gained respect and favor in the scientific community. But partly because, or actually mostly because, those are concrete things that you can test in a scientific environment, have results, and prove or disprove. But when you have something like divination, let's say, you know, one of the things that, that I think sparked, if I, and I hope I'm not, I'm not uh, misinterpreting your comment, um, but I, I believe because we were discussing how divination ties in, you know, quite a bit to psychological aspects and you sort of naturally having to be used to understanding some psychology, I think Pan even mentioned, you know, two years of psychology is, is recommended to be a diviner. Um, I think the reason why that progression into, into the le legitimate sciences has been a harder progression is because it is much harder to have concrete methodology to prove or disprove those, those types of methods. Uh, and, you know, we were having a side conversation earlier, or I, I was having a side conversation earlier with Hestia, um, that, you know, ev even when you talk about psychology and psychiatry today, even that within the scientific community today is not very cut and dry, wholeheartedly embraced. And again, because when you talk about psych psychological and psychiatric aspects, you know, that's much harder to prove. You know, even when you look at the DSM-5, which is the currently right now, um, the, the manual of psychiatric diagnoses recognized by the psychiatric community, you may find some other people in other aspects of science that don't, are not a whole hundred percent, um, have whole, wholly bought into that because, you know, again, it's not as easily proven. You can't test in a lab, you know, the difference between borderline personality as you can say, um, you know, the, the chemical makeup and contents of something. Yeah. You know, it's just one of those things like, it, it's so crazy how a lot of it has actually crossed lately, you know, especially like how the conversation last time went to psychology and therapy and stuff and uh, what was it I was reading a book one of my books yesterday last night actually and it you know talked about how witchcraft and you know the cult has been tied to mental health these days but it's also brought about a lot of toxic positivity <laughs> yeah and it's funny because like it's one of those it's one of the books I got for my birthday and stuff and like it, it's it's point blank says you know it's great that we're using our spirituality our practices and all that but it has brought about that po toxic positivity to where you need to not acknowledge your pain and your traumas with everything and like shut everybody's like everything's fine you're fine but then again going back to the psychology part, it's, I don't know, it's just weird. Well, I, I think, you know, that that takes us on a completely different tangent, which could tie in, uh, but at the same time as a whole discussion, another discussion in itself. And 
um, that is again the um, the concept of duality and where spirituality in general is and I say this very generally because this is really more of an Eastern philosophy than a Western philosophy. And, and interestingly enough, I was just having this conversation on a social media platform and it was really hard to get this concept across that, that supposedly, according to a, a lot of ancient philosophies and, and newer philosophies, you know, our goal here as spiritual beings is to ascend beyond the concept of duality, the this yep. or that. Um, and, and, um, and when you do, even though, even though it sounds like being all good or all light at, at face value sounds like a really good thing, you know, it's, it's not, it, that doesn't reflect us spiritually. It, it's all, it, it's about balance. It's about ascend, ascending beyond being this or that. Uh, it's about working with both yeah it's about but, working with both but when you talk about you know um again going back to our original conversation you know when when we had started talking about divination and how how much that ties into um psychology or at least psychological aspects or, or at the very least you know I, and i think uh, forgive me i'm not sure who said it i know i've personally said this but i think we all said it at some point at the last um, last episode is that as a diviner, if, uh, especially obviously divining for others, um, and it actually pours over into doing spell work for others is, um, you do, whether you like it or not, take on this bit of a counselor type role Mm -hmm. because it's not just about, um, again, you know, the, 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 the trendy way of looking at divining is, oh, we're going to tell your future, you know, and, and we all know, those of us who practice, that that's not truly what divining is. Mm-hmm. Div- divining is looking, getting an insight into things past, present, and future. So it, it can perhaps look at what potentially can happen in the future if you continue down this current path of your of your certain viewpoint or certain actions, but it, it's really more of an insight into what's going on, what what had happened and why. And that's where it, in order to really be an effective diviner, to be able to have those conversations with your clients, your friends, whoever, the um, on more of a counseling type approach of talking them through you know, what this, what that, what does that mean? What, what can you do with that information? Uh, yeah, or and, why, why are you, where, what, what is making you come from that point? Like, you know, like Hestia and I do that all the time when we have people who want readings, like, mm-hmm. like I need a reading on this or a spell of working for this. And it's like, okay, you have to step back. And say, I go okay. through that too. I go through that same shit too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You like, yep. First, before you decide to take on that client, we're like, okay, where's this coming from? Are you you truly wanting to do this? Or is it because you're just having these extreme emotions at this moment? Yes. Have you evaluated it? So before you even do any of that, we're already putting on our counseling hats. Right. And, And some of you may be doing it consciously. Some of you may be doing it subconsciously, but, um, 
you know, if, and, and please forgive me, I'm not trying to insult anybody, you know, but, you know, if you're doing this predominantly for, uh, you know, to just to, to get paid, some people may not go through this exercise as in depth because, oh, you know, you want me to curse that person? You're going to pay me? Sure. Why not? I don't care why you want to do it. But there's many of us that will kind of walk through the process um, and, and get to the bottom of it because, the, because honestly, you know, we could, in theory, all of us could just take somebody's money uh, and do it. But, you know, the, the, um, the driving factors behind that, whether conscious or subconscious, whether you like it or not, is going to affect or potentially affect the ability of your working to come to fruition regardless, you know, and then at that point you, you become at risk uh, of damaging your reputation. Mm -hmm. Oh, it didn't work. She took my money and it didn't work, you know, and we'll, you know, we're maybe, you know, if you had taken the time to delve a little bit deeper and found out, you know, that there were, some internal issues going on that person wasn't quite ready to let go really didn't want to you know was trying to do what society says and i need to let this person go but deep down inside didn't want to let go you know so perhaps you know that that banishing or breakup work didn't work because that person deep down inside didn't well, want it to work. and to add to that another thing that you need to understand and if somebody's not asking you questions they're not going to come to this but as some, if, if you do workings for other people, you should be doing this for this reason. And if you go to people from workings, they should be asking you questions for this reason. Every working is very specific to that situation, the situation that you are in. If you, if you don't like people lie, what if I don't know, a lot of us if, are going to give you homework to do along have, with it? Well, well, it's yeah. not that people lie about the situation like, oh, I want to be with him. He wants to be with me. But this is the problem. And they come to find out, no, he don't want to be with you. Yeah. Now I have now I have an ineffective working because I don't know the real situation and how to manipulate it properly. Because yeah. again, going back to what it is at the root is manipulating the situation. But if I don't know or, the real or an ineffective reading or an ineffective reading. Yes. Yeah. Same with the reading. Yes. I've actually caught people in lies yes. um, in readings where they're like, oh, this is the situation and I'll pull the first card. I'm like, oh, you're full of shit. Here, let me tell you what's really going on. And they didn't like it, but I but I yeah. caught them in their shit and they couldn't deny it. And, mm-hmm. and in defense of people, it's not really a defense, but I mean, you know, we're not saying that everybody is automatically going to come to you and lie. You know, it could be a matter of their lying to themselves. But but the and point don't even is, realize it. this is why people right. should be yes. asking questions instead yeah. of just answering yeah. or get, this is why if you ever come to me, you're never just going to get a reading. We're going to have a conversation first. Like, what do you mm-hmm. want? Why? What's the situation? You know, and I'm going to ask clarifying questions. I know, I know how to pick up on if you're lying. But this yeah, is where I think, you know, and this is not new, you know, everything that we're talking about, that's not new. Uh, you know, people who have been doing this for centuries, um, or the practice that has been done for centuries, you know, people have realized that. And I think, you know, going back to that person's original comment, this is how I think, I believe personally, how divination in particular has continued to progress and merge continuously with psychology. And as Pan put it, that she 
anticipates a time very soon where those will be practically hand in hand. Now yeah, that's already I'm, happening. Yeah, yeah. But, and to be honest with you, I'm I'm a little bit more skeptical about that. I don't think that it will ever be entirely hand in hand, but I think that there will certainly be uh, groups of people, groups of practitioners, either um, magical practitioners or this. psychological practitioners that will tend to merge it more. Um, I will say this though. I recently, um, about a year, maybe a little more than a year ago, I was looking for a new, I was looking for a therapist a psych, and a psychiatrist. And I actually had a decent amount of success finding both that incorporate astrology and other occult uh themes in their services and they're through some pretty major places here and um you know i'm not saying there's like a whole you know hundreds of them to choose from but just in the city yeah. i was in i found uh seven or eight which i think is pretty good and uh and they're legitimate they had degrees like you know they they were legit they weren't just like some random person um so they are out there there's just not many yeah, in my personal opinion, uh, is that it's going to become more prevalent over time and easier to find more in the field of psychology versus psychiatry. Because remember, yeah. psychiatry is it's much more scientifically based. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, it, there's a really interesting um, I don't know how many of you out there are very familiar with Carl Jung and Sigmund Freud's relationship. Um, a lot of the writings, uh, they, they both kind of, they, they were both, um, I guess at one point were, were really good friends. They both, uh, a lot of their researches were, were done in parallel, but at, at, what, at some point, Carl Jung began to look a little bit beyond just the, the, the scientific aspects and thus came out with his ideas of, you know, the, the collective subconscious, um, the, uh, the, the various archetypes and stuff like that, his sermons with, with the dead, all of that. When he started delving down that path of being a little more esoteric um, is where Freud and him and their friendship kind of split yeah. because because Carl Jung became more open to that and, and Sigmund Freud wanted to stay very scientific. And so I think that's a, a perfect example of where psychology and psychiatry are today. So I, I do, I do that, and that's what I mean when I, I say I'm, I'm kind of a skeptic and don't entirely agree with Pan said, but I do more so in the sense that we'll see that more in the field of psychology and counseling than we will in in the medical field of psychiatry. I think yeah. I continue to see that split. That's well, my like, personal prediction. I don't know how right I'm going to be. I mean, it's like with my husband's, uh, you know, counselor or whatever, he's very open to using what I do here at home. You know, when I got Jim the shadow work journal, he was very like, you know, that's a good idea, you know, using different things like he was into it so that's going to open up for the other clients that he does have through the VA system to have more opportunities because I have learned there are a lot of people in the VA system here that are like 
us here at my house. So yeah. now it'll be easier for a lot of these other people who are into the spiritual pagan witchcraft kind of thing to feel comfortable with this doctor, you know, to, yeah. to branch out because I know how it is in the VA system, especially with mental health. They're very scared to talk about their belief systems unless it's Christianity. Right. If it's outside Christianity, they're very fearful and very like hesitant to speak on it. But since we started the whole video call thing, you know, you can see my house and everything. So it was kind of like, oh, this is what you guys believe in. Well, and I'm, you know, I'm glad that you brought up uh, the shadow work because, again, going back to Carl Jung, shadow work was born out of Carl Jung's writings on um, the different archetypes of one's personality identifying the shadow as one of those primary archetypes um, and, and that thus was born shadow work. And interestingly enough, you know, Carl Jung was, you know, effectively turn of the century, uh, 20th century, um, but very early on in the 20th century, one of the first major groups to really latch on to his writings and, and, um, and his research was the occult. And for me, that makes perfect sense. Because again, like I said, you know, diviners had been doing this for centuries and understanding that relationship. And Carl Jung was open enough and progressive enough to understand and recognize those things. Um, but even again, case in point, you know, a direct reflection of his relationship with Sigmund Freud, as you can see, it was much harder for him to, to really um, expand on those beliefs uh, because the scientific community was having a harder time with it. The occult community was the one that actually embraced that first. And so you, go, you have today, here we are in the 21st century, where every other word out of our mouth is shadow work this and shadow work that. And yet, if you talk to a regular layperson that's not very involved with the, in the occult or not involved at all, most people don't even know what that is still today. Uh, granted, Carl Jung still had a great impact on the field of psychology and psychiatry, um, but not to the extent, unfortunately, that I think um, we all we all all see uh in the occult world in the e occult world excuse me i mean it's just crazy because like if you think about it a lot of this is psychological and mental health helpful mm -hmm. but then you've got the herbal side where people don't realize a lot of your medications came from plants and shit like that like that's how that evolved yeah, because, you know, you had herbalist midwives, you know, the the village old lady who, you know, took care of everybody and science took that and progressively turned it into what we have now. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, all all of that, honestly, you know, again, yes, there are things that there are medications today that are more of a chemical makeup and a chemical creation. But uh, the vast majority, if not all, can be traced back 
to original um, herbal properties, chemi chemical herbal properties, not, not metaphysical properties that were researched and expanded on so that they could be produced into, you know, pills and treatments and whatnot. You know, I, I think some of you may or may not, you know, have heard me mention digitalis. You know, digitalis is, is, is a plant um, yeah. that, was, that is used in a medication known as digoxin, which is a calcium channel blocker. It's used to cheat, treat um, high uh, heart rates. Um, and digitalis, uh, again, that there no chemicals involved there, no no uh, chemical creations. That is straight from a plant. Um, and I mean, look it, at penicillin. It, penicillin from mold. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. <laughs> Someone took that old moldy bread and said, "Here, this will fix your problem." <laughs> you know. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, and and the interesting thing is that you know there was a time when. If you did try to apply that same concept, uh, if you were before, if, if you were ahead of your time, um, depending on where you lived, you would be accused of, of witchcraft or accused of, you know, um, of hanging out with the devil because, because you realized or knew that, you know, these herbal remedies were working. You couldn't explain it at that time because they didn't have that scientific knowledge, but no. through trial and error, you know, they were able to see that you know, this works, this can help with that. But I because mean, there was nobody there to explain it. That actually reminds, that actually, that reminds me of a, the, uh, it was the latest witch trial in Colorado. It happened like back in the 1920s where uh, this woman who was an herbalist, like she came into the town of uh, Lafayette, Colorado, and she was accused of witchcraft by the doctor because the local doctor or people were leaving the local doctor to go to her for her herbal remedies because her herbal remedies did a were a lot more effective than what he was prescribing. So he accused her of witchcraft. Luckily, yeah. like it didn't go, go to trial or anything because people were just like, oh, shut the fuck up. Pass that. <laughs> <laughs> but but yeah, it was the exact same like just what you were saying it's like her herbal remedies were doing more than his uh, synthetic medication so people were going to her instead of him and he accused her of witchcraft and the sad thing is that you will find historically that this was happening all over the world yet i think for for whatever reason i think uh well i shouldn't say whatever reason we know the reason because of i think the mix of western viewpoints wrapping it up with religious views, you know, Satan and all of that. And well, also the, and also the, 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 the leaning towards science, we began seeing Western cultures taking less stock in that while Eastern cultures continued to embrace that methodology, you know. Uh, uh, I can actually uh, fill in a little bit on that. Um, see, astro astrology was uh, at one point the same with astronomy, but astrology was also used as one of the divinations that were leading into psychology so, because it's very much setting the theme for your life. Um, so interestingly enough, the reason that a lot of these things started to split was because 
of the implementation of the scientific method. So once that came, it simply, what can we test physically here in a lab or in this room? And it completely uh, takes out any magical or soul related or religion related um, beliefs or or, um, concepts that were properties of what the study was prior. It completely removed all of that. Now it's just this dry classroom thing. It's, it has nothing to do with your soul. It has nothing to do with your beliefs. Um, all of that is taken away from it. It's just kind of stripped down to, okay, here's the bare bones of it. We're going to either prove it or not. And if not, I don't want to hear about it. And interestingly enough, <laughs> the, the person who is credited with starting all of that was an astrologer because it was Galileo. Yeah. And, and you know, and it's, and we were having, again, Hestia and I were having this conversations uh, just actually right before. Um, and part of that is interesting because, you know, it, it, don't get me wrong. I'm not knocking science. I'm, 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 actually a, a huge I embrace science um, and I believe very much in the scientific method um, I think that uh, you know it, it is important you know to to go through the steps and rule out things um, but I think part of the problem is that the majority well, let me let me rephrase I shouldn't say the majority but there's there's some, aspects of science, particularly when you talk about um, things like, um, like, like astronomy, or things like the Big Bang Theory, or things like that, you know, that um, even though they go through the scientific method, you have to remember what is the scientific method to begin with. The scientific method starts with a hip with a hypothesis. A hypothesis states that I believe X, Y, Z is going to happen when you do this, you get that, okay? Mm. It becomes a theory when you do go through the scientific process over and over and over again, and you cannot prove it to be wrong. You cannot prove it to be incorrect. It is not that you prove it to be correct. Because to prove something to be absolutely correct means it becomes fact. But most of what we refer to today and take for granted are still theories. All that means is that somebody has yet to disprove it. Uh That's all that that means. But we've gotten so used to that and we latch so hard onto science that we take theories, we as in the collective societies take theories and consider that fact when in actuality it really isn't fact. Just nobody has been able yet to disprove it. Uh, And so my my point being is that I think um, at some point society more so in the Western cultures versus the Eastern cultures, although you see it in the Eastern cultures as well, you know, have put so much stock into the scientific process and and the the theories of things that um, that they've really kind of poo pooed 
anything else that can't very easily be tested or be proven. And I think that's a, that's a, it's a sticky wicket there because, you know, uh, I, I, again, I embrace the scientific process. I get the whole, you know, like you want to be, um, do your due diligence and go through all of the steps and, and, and rule out and such. But at the same time, it's like, it, it, it then closes the door to a lot of the what ifs, the some the things that we can't necessarily concretely um, prove in a science lab. And um, yeah, so that's my two cents. I just, I don't know if I went off a tangent or if anybody understood me, but. Yeah. No, it's understandable because there's a lot of things that, you know, like, you know, like Hesia said before we got on here, the whole string theory thing, you know, like. Yeah. There's a lot of shit that, you know, we still can't prove. I mean, we can we work on it all the time? Absolutely. We can keep trying and trying, but there's a lot of things that you're not going to be able to do in a laboratory and be off. Poof. Here it is. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, and I totally agree with that. Like, like, um, isn't that like the whole point behind quantum physics? Like that the laws of, of, general physics can be suspended like what goes up may not come down yeah you know that actually opens up a whole new can of worms because it kind of you know blows up everything if you will you know and and can some of that be tested yes can some of it um be uh and, and again when we when we say tested or when I say tested I don't necessarily mean like physical testing you know like in in like in a lab mixing this with that, you know, in the scientific world, especially today, it's tested through mathematics. Mm -hmm. Like um, te teleportation, for example, I did not think that like teleportation, like traveling through physical time and space was possible by any means, but I actually ended up finding this paper that was, uh, um, it was the results that was done by uh, the some sector of the government, I think it was the Air Force or something, where they actually were able to prove that that physical teleportation, being able to travel through time and space without physical means was actually possible. And yeah. so that gave, gave me a, like a little bit of like, okay, well, maybe it is, but through like, if you want to take that into like magic, like being able to teleport yourself from here to Hawaii magically. Uh... Well, see, and that that's where I think things get really muddy because you know we, we we say you know it's all about belief right i mean other things as well but you obviously you know one of the core things is you have to have that belief yet at the same time many of us who practice also know that we are still governed by the quote-unquote laws of science um there's there's certain things you know that we can't bring to fruition if it's just not scientifically possible but that's that in and of itself is a loaded statement because mm. it's science as we know it today and teleportation may not necessarily be something that we can just you know go online at amazon and buy a teleportation box right science has not progressed to that point you know where we can then translate that and use those concepts in our magical practice yet at the same time you know again like you just said you you know th that there is there is some realization that perhaps we can get to a point where we develop the ability and a way to do so 
but you know and like i said again it gets it starts it starts muddying when somebody mm-hmm. asked me today can i do magic to teleport i'm going to tell them you know that is still science fiction you're still in science fiction but and and i'm not saying that to um to get down on that person but i'm saying that as in today we know that that is not a possibility right National practitioner 50 years from now may be if if some of that has progressed in the scientific community and magical practitioner having had have learned about some of those concepts may then be able to uh incorporate that into their magical practice um but the because just because the possibility is out there for me personally and i and people may disagree with me but for me personally you know we 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 manifest through our will but uh but a lot of that is based on also our innate knowledge you know and if we don't know what we're tapping into if we don't if we don't know that i'm you know then we're basically just wishing we're back to wishing right yes exactly exactly i totally agree and i think that that for me that is where psionic magic psionic magicians um sometimes they're known as techno mages those guys i think they really are onto something because they are these are your, your techno mages these are your science nerds of the occult world. Mm-hmm. These guys today are manipulating and working with technology based on their vast knowledge to perform magic. Right, right, exactly. Exactly. And, and I, I, you know, as interesting as I find it, that's so over me. I, I like to think that I have some scientific knowledge, but these are like engineers and, you know, te- these are these are people with hardcore scientific knowledge. I could never be a techno mage because I don't have the level of, of knowledge that they have. Right, me either. <laughs> I can never be a freaking techno mage. <laughs> no way. No way. <laughs> damn skippy yeah but but you know it's really interesting because you know uh when 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 i leave this life those are probably some of the people i'm going to first peek in on because i i can't help but think that the techno mages today are going to be the new scientists of tomorrow hell yeah hell yeah you know they will be yeah They'll be the biggest people in history. And that kind of goes back to like what we were saying at the beginning, how like a lot of scientific practices kind of were um, kind of from like magical practices, how like alchemy was a precursor to modern chemistry. Yeah. So it's like, like, like they definitely like go hand in hand when you look at it like that. Yeah, absolutely. And going back to alchemy, I mean, even that, you know, there's, there's some things uh, like the, you know, the Philosopher's Stone, you know, turning something into gold, um, you know, that early on in its progression to the sciences, to the legit sciences have disproven that that's the case. Yet at the same time, there's some literature out there that said, well, now hold on a minute. There's some, po- there's some potential to that. 
we think we may be able to make that happen. Right. Wow. <laughs> yeah, that, that's cool if that's the case. That, exactly. That would, that would change society as a whole. Right now, gold is, is considered, a, a, you know, a precious commodity. I mean, that would just crash the market. Yeah. <laughs> if, if, suddenly, if, if suddenly somebody discovered how to make gold. You know, that would that would devalue gold in an instant. And that would, you know, who knows what that would do to um, to to the modern world. But um, but yeah, so so even though we've seen things progress, it's, it's interesting how some of the stuff that we thought we were way past and said, OK, yeah, that can't happen. But let's continue how some of that is being revisited and going, hmm, wait a minute, maybe. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. There's just so many different things these days that have progressed and intertwined with both. Yeah. So many different things. Right. <clears throat> yeah. Like, um, for some reason, like, uh, well, I, I just kind of stumbled up across this, like, in my my grieving process, but I was looking into like animal cloning just because like it was kind of interesting. But what, and but like what I think is interesting about like animal cloning, I think like people kind of have like a, like they think it's going to be like the exact same animal, but it's not. It's basically just a twin that's born at this, at a different time. Like whether they have the same personality or not as your previous animal, like, like, it's it's not going to it's an entirely different dog it's not like it's going to have like the same memories and all that and, and that is where you have to then go back and cross into more of the spiritual aspect mm-hmm. uh, uh, where some people are willing to do and some people are not because yeah. yes you have a carbon copy literally a carbon copy of something but do you have that same essence do you have that same spirit exactly people call it you know do you have that same soul you know and a lot of people would argue no you don't you you in essence would have a carbon copy of something that will move on to be their own person exactly dog or own whatever right right exactly where it's like for me it's like i like the idea of like uh the idea of reincarnation you know like having my animal be reincarnated into another animal of the same species um what's that called where you can pretty much like where you can determine like when and where they're going to be born is that transmigration soul transmigration something like that yeah 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 not not the not the fantastical soul transfer no no not movies Right, now. right, right. Like, like not like the Chucky or Skeleton Key type type thing. <laughs> right. Yeah. <clears throat> hmm. That that would that would actually uh, disturb me, um, because uh, you know all kinds of questions. I'm sorry, I'm going on a little bit of tangent. All all kinds of questions come to mind with that. You know, if let's say Jason and I figured out how to uh, you know trade bodies, um, you know how how long could that last because there's also the concept that many of us believe that we are tethered to our our soul is tethered to our physical body on this plane of existence yes exactly how long can we stay 
in a, a, another person's body. I don't know. You know, what happens if um, Jason's, what happens if if I'm in um, Jason's body and then Jason's body gets in a car accident? What happens to me? What happens to him? Like, right. Is he sucking me forever? Am I, am, do I now, you know, go off? But, but I'm still, aren't I still attached to my body? Do I go back and kick him out of my body? You know? Exactly. And that's you're, where you're like, evicted because like, dude, you don't have a home anymore. You go figure it out. <laughs> exactly. And that's where, where like reincarnation or not reincarnation, resurrection, like come, comes into question. It's like, okay, so once that silver cord is attached from like a that metaphysical standpoint the metaphysical belief of the silver cord like is there a way to reattach it or tether it to something else yeah that's yeah. a good like, question and so, like, so many questions so many and, questions with that and like tales of those or there i've been tales of resurrection like old folk tales of witches bringing something back from the dead but they come back as something evil or something dark, like not like like it's not them. It's like some sort of like malevolent entity that sets up shop in their shell, yeah. and they, they they know who they are and it remembers their life, but it's not them. Right. Hmm. So so many oh, we can get, go on and on on a tangent on that. <laughs> I I know. <laughs> but but the point being is that you know I think. Um, you know, the whole progression of, of metaphysical concepts, occult concepts into the scientific thought process world, uh, I think in many ways are, um, are very obvious and, a, uh, a, and you can see the obvious progression with it. And yet at the same time, you know, some of that, how far can you really progress if you then push aside all the all the original metaphysical concepts that originally went with it how far can you really go right it? yeah exactly and and i don't i you know i don't expect anybody to have an answer to that question that was rhetorical but you know it again it opens up a lot of things to think about <laughs> Yeah, it does. Definitely food for thought. Yeah. For those who are pure, pure scientists, no, no thoughts or beliefs or respect or whatsoever in anything other than, you know, what I can physically see or mathematically compute, that's not an issue for them. But, you know, I think for a, a number of people, it is an issue. You know, it's, it's easy to just ignore it and say it doesn't matter. But I... Mm. To me personally, I think you, you can't ignore it. It does matter. Yeah. Yeah, it totally does. What are what are your thoughts, Miss Hestia? You gone silent. I mean, I think we all kind of agree on it mostly. <laughs> yes, we do. I didn't want to beat a dead horse. Why not? Because it's already dead. It's in the ground, beat, dead, pulverized. Does anybody, yeah. uh, anybody in uh, any listeners have any comments? Um, I know Fearless has been talking. Oh, yeah, she I said like that that's gonna, oh, she said techno magic is going to be her next study obsession. <laughs> yes. 
psionics. Tell, tell, tell her. She's listening. Hi, if you're listening. Uh, yeah, psionic magic. P-S-I-O-N-I-C. Um, there are uh, several books out on it. It's very interesting. I'm gonna put some down on my list because it is sound interesting. Yeah, like like I said, I, I don't think it's really anything that I personally could ever really fully get into because um, I, I'm just not. I I don't have that level of um, of knowledge of how to build freaking electronic systems. That I just don't know how to do that. I mean, yeah. I know how to put batteries and remote controls. That's about it. You know. Or, or I might that. use my brother-in-law for that or both my brother-in-laws because they both work in electrical. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sir, teach me how to do this so I can use it this way. Yeah. I mean, uh, it, it almost makes me want to um, learn it, learn about it, but I just don't have the, that kind of time. Yeah. And my nephew, he's getting ready to graduate engineering school too, so I can pick his little Ooh, brain. Yeah, I've studied. I've studied a little bit on it in the past, uh, just for like uh, learning telekinesis mm-hmm. or, or psychokinetic. But uh, with my method, I kind of developed my own method for uh, that that kind of psychic or psionic development, and it's uh, based more in metaphysics or magic rather than it is like psionics. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's what I find psionic magic to be so um, so intriguing to me because we talk about it all the time. I mean, we talk about, I mean, heck, even in, in one of my videos, uh, an earlier video, I talk about, you know, especially if you are a witch that, that lives in, in the city, in the heart of the city, you know, to tap into literally the electricity that is literally all around you, the TV, the radio, you know, the neon sign that keeps you up at night across the street, you know, uh, about tapping into that, uh, where these guys, these guys take it one step further and and literally create electronic equipment to help um, hone in on those different energies to help you, um, how do how do I put it? Um, I guess expand uh, or, or enhance enhance um, the energies that you are putting out. Uh, right. Yeah. Like I said, whew, so beyond me. <laughs> right. It's right over our heads. Right yeah. over it. Oh, yeah. See, like I love science, but things like that, I just I don't know. It loses me. If it's not like earth science or chemistry or anything like that, you get down to like pieces and wires, and I'm like, mm, I'm lost. Right. <laughs> I'm like, mm, not I'm out. to overgeneralize or stereotype them, but from what I've seen thus far, techno mages tend to, uh, for I think obvious reasons, uh, incorporate a lot of chaos magic in their work. Chaos yeah. magic is, of course, you know, one of the latest um, uh, forms uh, of magical thought. So that makes a lot of sense. Um, but yeah, it's, it's very, it's, it's a very progressive 21st century uh, way to approach magic. Yeah. Which is awesome. So. 
I know we've only been on for about an hour, but I think we've exhausted this topic already. Um, I don't know if there's any more comments in the comment section. Not seeing any. All right. Well, then we will wrap it up. I think this was a, a good amount of conversation that we had about it. I think so. It was a great topic yeah. brought up by someone. Yeah. So, yeah, you know, and, and things thank happen. You for that. Thank you for that suggestion. Once again, don't forget, we, we, we continue to put out videos in between, obviously, um, our podcast episodes. So keep an eye out for those. And you guys have a wonderful, excellent rest of your day. Okay. Bye. Later. Bye. Bye.